Hey, are you there? Are you listening? Come here, I got a secret to share with you. It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash one. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H. I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. That's the first step. Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the Dating with Herpes private group. Once you've sent me that message, I will send you an invitation so that you can join the link. Now, this is a brand new page, so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, Jones one. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. Hi, you guys. This is your host, Yahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. So this episode, I'm actually doing it live and in living color. (laughs) I thought that would be something cool to say, but (laughs) this is a live episode. Normally, I um, pre-record my episodes, edit them, and then upload them to Anchor. But because I am pressed for time um, and don't feel like going through the hoops of editing and all of that um, comes with pre-recording, I'm just going to do it live. So be patient with me, guys, if I um, mess up or say something incorrectly or have a fumble here or there. Just please be patient with me. So on this episode, it is episode number five, and um, I'm going to do an actual story time. On the last episode, the Myth and Fact episode, um, I mentioned that I would be sharing my um, story of how I contracted herpes in the near future. Just so happens the near future is tonight. (laughs) So that's what this episode is going to be about. I'm going to tell you my story of how I contracted the virus. So let's get started. So um, some of you may have already heard me um, mention that I contracted the virus um, when I was 21 years old. And it was actually the same time I lost my virginity. And yes, I lost my virginity at 21 years old. (laughs) Some of you may be like, what? Yeah, right. But yeah, I was 21 years old when I lost my virginity. And the reason why is 
you know, some of you guys may have the same story. I was raised in a very religiously strict home. Um, I'm a product of a single family home and I'm an only child. So one of the ways my mom kind of held the reins on me and kind of controlled me was through keeping me in church, um, which wasn't a bad thing. Um, the Bible does say, train up a child in ways in the ways he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart. I don't know what scripture that is, but I know that's in the Bible. But <laughs> I appreciate the fact that I was raised in the church. Um, I do have a healthy fear of God and a reverence of him at the same time. So... I may not be as religious as I used to be when I was younger, but I still have a relationship that, you know, I love God. I love God and that will never change. But when I was younger, that fear and reverence of God really controlled me. (laughs) I didn't want to do anything that was contrary to what God said and what was instilled in me. And I didn't want to disappoint my mother. So I was not interested in dating. I was not interested in having sex because I truly, truly believe that all the guys that were interested in me only wanted one thing. They just wanted sex. And my mom instilled in me that if she found out that I was, or if I ended up being pregnant, I would be thrown out the house. And I believed her. (laughs) back then now today what do I still believe she would have kicked me out of the house no but back then I believed it so I didn't want anything to do with guys didn't want to date them I didn't want to have sex with them I was gonna abstain from sex until marriage because that's what I was told I should do now um the guy that actually as, as you guys could figure out, I didn't abstain. <laughs> I actually ended up having sex when I was 21, and I just gave it to the absolute wrong person. Because um, this guy was not honest about his life on so many levels. Not only about not having herpes, but just other levels that I would get into later. But how I met him was one night... Um, as most 21-year-olds do, I began to party and go to clubs and hang out with my friends. And on one night, I went to a ladies' lock-in. And for most of my listeners, if you don't know what a ladies' lock-in is, honey. <laughs> I don't even know if they still have these. But back then, a ladies' lock-in was uh, when ladies were invited to a nightclub. Just invitation, Not invitation, but you know, only ladies could go. And that's where male exotic dancers would perform. It was a regular club, but they would turn it into a ladies' lock-in. And then after the performances were done, the club was opened up to for males to come in. Like, just regular guys to come in. So, on this particular night, I met two guys. One guy was my age, and one guy was older like 10 years older than me I exchanged numbers with both of them 
And after getting to know both of them a little bit, I found out that the guy who was close in age with me was just like me. He didn't have much going for him at 21. Um, I think he was like a little couple of years older than me, maybe like 22, 23. But he didn't have much going for him yet. You know, he was still trying to figure it out. He wasn't in school, um, working a mediocre job and, you know, didn't have much to offer. And, and that's not a bad thing at that age. You know, I was in the same boat as him, but the other guy who was 30, well, he was in the military and (laughs) for most of us back then, I don't think it has the same, you know, stigma now, but for most not stigma, but same, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Holds the same notes. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but you kind of get what I'm saying. It doesn't hold the same weight anymore, saying that you're in the military. Um, but back then, if you met a guy who was in the military, that was the golden ticket, honey. You know, that was the one that you, that was the prize. And, um, because most people are like, oh, he has benefits, retirement, you know, he has a career, you know, better get you a military man. So after speaking to my mom and my friends about which one should I date, I chose the military man. Now we dated for a while. Um, I got to meet his friends, his, um, roommates at the barracks, um, I introduced his friends to my friends. We went on double dates. You know, we was having a good time dating. And he never pressured me into having sex. On one particular night, though, I went to his barracks just to, you know, hang out with him. And we became, you know, uh, we began to fool around. In fooling around, I told him, because I felt like I was ready. So I told him, that I was a virgin. He didn't know up until that point. And I remember him saying, we don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Now, what did he say that for? Because <laughs> that was a turn on to me. We don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And I knew what I wanted to do at that point. So I remember pulling his pants down. I was the aggressor. I pulled his pants down. But I didn't ask him for a condom. Didn't ask him for a condom. My worst call of judgment is not ever asked. And I think about sometimes, dang, how much my life would have been different if I just asked that man to put a condom on. So anyway, after having sex, um, we continue to talk and stuff like that. But I want to say... um, maybe a couple of weeks after I started to feel symptoms of the virus and the first symptom was a small oblong bump on my vagina it wasn't like a little circular bump it was oblong and I remember noticing it I touched it like what is this but didn't really think too much of it I was like you know it'll go away in a couple of days whatever it is couple of days went by and I started to notice that I'm itching and didn't really think that it had anything to do with sex but I mean like it was a, a disease but I said I had sex it might be you know a yeast infection so I go to the 
drugstore and I buy Monistat 7. <laughs> Never had a yeast infection before, but I said itching must be a yeast infection. That's what it meant to me. So naive. So I used the cream as directed or think I'm using it correctly. I don't know what I'm doing with this cream. But after a couple of days, I noticed that the symptoms were not going away. They were actually getting worse. Um, so I became concerned at this point. I knew something was wrong. So I went to my friend. And this is why I say people don't really go to the doctors first. They go to their friends or family members or whoever is around and ask questions. So I went to my friend who was a lot more experienced than me. She actually had a child already by this point. And um, I said, you know, something's wrong. You know, this is what I'm, I'm feeling. And this particular friend, she actually also had the herpes virus. So she was like, she was like, um, Yahira, um, I think you have herpes. And I was like, no, can't be that. She's like, yeah, I think it is. So I, because the symptoms weren't getting any better, I went ahead and scheduled an appointment with my OBGYN. Went to my OBGYN. Mind you, this OBGYN was seeing me, had been seeing me since I was a teenager, since I was like 13, 14 years old. I came in, I told her what was going on. She was a little disappointed. And then when she examined me with all of that monistat in me, <laughs> she was able to confirm my worst fear. Although she still needed a culture from it to confirm it, um, medically confirm it, she, based on what she was seeing, she knew that's what it was. So with that information, I left the doctor's appointment. And I remember going to a subway on my way home. I stopped at Subway, got me a sandwich. And when I went home, my mom was home. And she was surprised that I had came home because I was supposed to have work that day. And so she came in the living room where I was and I was eating my sandwich. She was like, what are you doing home? And I said, well, I just came back from the doctor's appointment. And I told her, you know, what doctor I went to see. And um, I have, I told her, I said, I have herpes. And my mom's face literally just fell on the floor. She was shocked because she didn't even know I was having sex. Because like I said, we were raised in a religious, I was raised in a religious home. And um, I told her what happened, who it was with. And, you know, I still had to win on the results. But the doctor said that's what she thought it was. My mom was devastated. She, you know, told me she didn't ever wish this for me, you know. I was supposed to wait and, you know, gave him the guilt trip, but still was supportive at the same time. So, mind you, this whole time where I'm experiencing these symptoms and stuff, I hadn't seen the guy, you know, that I was dating at the time. Um, when the symptoms started, like when I started to get the itchiness and stuff like that, I, I hadn't seen him. I told him I was sick. I didn't feel like coming out or whatever excuse I could give him so that we wouldn't be with each other. So when I came back and finally actually got the results back from the doctor's office that it was, in fact, herpes, I called him and I said, um, I have something to tell you. And the first initial uh, response was, or thought, his initial thought was, 
are you pregnant? And so I said, no, I'm not pregnant, but you gave me herpes. And he was like, what? And I said, you gave me herpes. I just got the results back. You gave me this. And I was like, I remember being being very calm. I wasn't argumentative. I didn't curse him out. I was just like, matter of fact, you gave me herpes. And his response was, I'll never forget it. He said, I knew I had that scare with HIV, but I didn't know I had this. And that blew me away because you had a scare with HIV and you still chose not to have a condom with me. Yeah, I wasn't in the right for not asking him to put on a condom, but he was in the wrong because he already had a scare. And then you're going to come in me without any form of protection. Yeah, I told you I was a virgin, but you didn't know that until you, you know, inserted yourself in me. So you wasn't trying to protect yourself and you definitely wasn't trying to protect me. And then he goes on to ask me, like, what did the doctor give you? And I told told him that the doctor, you know, giving me some medication and, you know, I have to put this cream on and I'm taking pills. And this man had the nerve to ask me, do you want me to come over so I could put the cream on you? (laughs) Uh, Now thinking about it, I'm like how dare you but at the time this was the first guy I had ever been intimate with you know this is a guy that you know I was thinking to myself I could see a future with him so I told him no but I actually continued to see him which was you know just bad judgment all the way around but I did continue to see him because I cared about this man and now that I have something I can't, I can't get rid of, we have it together, my naive mind, I'm thinking, oh, we're definitely going to be together now. Little did I know, this man was actually married with children. I didn't find out until after all of this happened. So in some ways, I used to think that was my curse. I didn't know that he was married, but... Just because I didn't know doesn't mean anything, you know. He was cursed, so he was giving me his curse, you know. So for a long time, I thought I was cursed by this virus and the fact that I was having so many outbreaks. I was cursed because I slept with a married man. But anyway, um, getting back to the story. So, um, yeah. So I continued to see him, um, and I got past my initial outbreak and that was no picnic um going through the initial outbreak had to be the worst experience I ever had especially at that age um to me I couldn't pee or it would burn because the blisters had opened at some point and that urine would cause painful urination um also, it felt like my nerves were running. If you know what I mean by running, it was just like my nerves were just like how you feel like running up your legs. And, and I don't know if that was my imagination, but it felt like I was just 
all of my nerves were on 1,000. And I remember I couldn't sleep because my nerves were running. I couldn't really sit down still. I remember going to sleep in a recliner because that was the only um, comfortable place I could sleep. I remember crying myself to sleep at night, not because of the emotional tokens. I thought I was going to still be with this man. But I remember crying to sleep at night because my nerves were unsettled. That's the only thing. And I mean, it makes sense because when you contract the virus, it attaches itself to your gangloin nerves, sensory nerve system. So it makes sense that your nerve system will be on edge or under attack and you'll feel that running sensation. Now, I don't know if that's just my theory. <laughs> don't take me for that. But tell me if some of you experienced that, you know, did you have that sensation of your nerves running through your body and that uneasiness there? But yeah, that's that's my story. Needless to stay. We didn't stay together because he was married. So after he finished his basic training, he was gone to live out the rest of his life and contract some other person in another town and city. And I was left with the virus. And some of you already know that this, um, for me, has not been easy. Um, And um, hasn't been easy. Because I have outbreaks on the regular. I am taking some medication now. And in a future episode, we'll talk about different medications and what medications work best. Um, Because I am on something now that seems to be working, but Valtrex didn't work so well for me. So we'll talk about that and natural remedies and all of that good stuff in future episodes. But now I want to hear from you. As I stated in the previous episode... I am doing a sweepstakes giveaway of a $25 gift certificate. And all you have to do is send me a message by hitting the message icon at the bottom of this screen and sending me a message about how you found out that you had herpes. I want you to share um, when you found out, how you reacted, um, how was it when you confronted your partner about contracting the herpes virus and how your dating life is today. Um, Please do not leave your name in the message. I would love this to be an anonymous um, podcast and I don't want you to provide your name, but please be aware that if you do enter this sweepstakes, that your message may be subject to me using it in a future episode. So if you do not want your story out, don't tell me or don't participate in the sweepstakes. Um, The very first person who actually messaged me will be the winner. Um, This is the first week. I've already gone through a week and I haven't heard from anyone. So the um, sweepstakes is still open. No one has won as of yet. And it will end on December 17th. So what you have another week. Another seven days um, to enter the sweepstakes. Um, And it goes to the first person. So after that, I will let you know if anyone next week, if anyone has won. If not, the sweepstakes will be over. But if you would love to get $25 in time for the holidays, please 
message me. <laughs> I mean, I could use $25. I could use a whole bunch more money, but I want this to be an interactive podcast. So to get the ball rolling and to get you guys to start sharing with me your thoughts and ideas and your stories, I thought this would be an incentive to hear from you. Um, so yeah, so that's the end of this episode. Um, if you don't want to share stories, but you do want to leave me a message, you can leave a message and just make sure that you point out that this is not to enter the sweepstakes. Um, or you can hit me up at Yahira Jones Hope at gmail.com. That's Yahira Y A H I R A J O N E S H O P E at gmail.com. Um, or you can hit that message icon. All right. So thank you guys again. I do see that you guys are listening and I appreciate it so much. Um, this is my story. And I hope that, and the reason why I do this podcast is that you guys find inspiration um, from my story, that you find hope from my story, that you know that you are not alone in this thing. Um, Because for a long time, even though I knew a couple of friends who had the virus, I felt alone in my own journey. That I was the only one that had outbreaks every month. That I was the only one that was having a hard time dating. That I was the only one, you know, still suffering 20 years later. But you are not alone. And my prayer is that with us educating each other, with me sharing my story, that stigmas will be broken, chains will be broken, um, and that people will find hope knowing that they're not the only one. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Once again, I am Yahira Jones and this was Dating with Herpes. Be safe and be blessed.